Hi guys, I'm Liza. And I'm Kurt. And we are both parents, and this is the Parent Skills Podcast. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Liza, good to see you. Good to see you. Always too. good to see my good friend Liza. We work together. Um, man, we got a lot, we got a lot of irons in the fire. Yeah. Is that the, is that the saying, Jeremy? Producer Jeremy, by yes, the way. Yes, it's, it, <laughs> irons in the Jeremy. fire, yeah. Irons in the fire, yeah. right? Like a lot of things going at one time. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. A lot yeah. of things cooking, a lot of bread in the oven. Oh, yeah. Is that the same thing? Yeah. A lot of, lot of loaves in the oven. Pots on the stove. Pots on the stove. I don't know, yeah. would that be one? Yeah. I don't know. Feathers in the cap. Lots of feathers in yeah. the cap. Yeah. That's different. I think yeah. it's different. Yeah. Plate spinning. <laughs> plate spinning. Thank yeah, lots of plate spinning. All that balls in the air. Lots of things, lots of things happening. All that to say. We work together a lot on a lot of projects we and do. it's very fun. It's fun. Liza, you've been at Saddleback Church for how long? Uh, I've been at Saddleback since I was a junior in high school. Uh-huh. On staff. We won't date myself. <laughs> on staff. Um, I've been for, on staff for 16 years 16 now. years. My goodness. I've been 24 years. Wow. That's a combined 30. No. <laughs> what, is that? what is that? A combined 40 years. Oh, happy 40th, guys. Today happy we're 40th. not going to be talking about <laughs> math. Yeah, or, yeah, or mental capacity. A combined 40 years at the same church. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Good for us. Yay. Amen. High five. Feathers in our cap. Lots of feathers in our caps. Okay. Let's, today, we're going to be talking about a very important topic, how to help your child bounce back after a setback. We're talking about resiliency on the Parent Skills Podcast, and we'll be right back. Okay, well, here we are, Liza. Let's jump right into yes. it. Kind of the, the format, if you're new to the podcast, the format is, is pretty simple. And we, we try to stay as close to the format as we can. We, we veer off now and then we go on tangents about feathers and caps and stuff. Every now and then we even have a guest. Um, sometimes we lean on producer Jeremy's insight more times than others. Um, Jeremy is an awesome guy married to you, Liza. Yes. And you're an awesome lady to be married <laughs> to Jeremy. Um, but the format is basically we toss a topic out there and we each share a couple of thoughts, a couple mm-hmm. of tips, a couple of learnings, maybe where we got it wrong, maybe where we got it right. We try not to be overly prescriptive. We try just to let people learn from our experiences and some of our insights. Liza is a licensed marriage and family therapist raising four awesome young children with Jeremy. Um, I'm a, Liza is also a, a licensed minister at the church. I am as well. I've been married to my wife for, it'll be 30, well, it's about 30 years. Wow, congratulations. Years. Um, I know, that's pretty fun. Feathers in my cap. That's going to be a recurring, a recurring theme that's today. Theme today. Um, and we've raised two adult children and they've turned out okay. They're still, they're and still. And you have two little sweet grandbabies. Two really cute grandkids, which makes me seem really old. Though I'm actually a very young grandpa. You're very young, young, hip grandpa. Young, hip grandpa. Um, but that's the format. And so today we want to talk about, it's really talking about how to build resiliency in our kids, which is a really important topic. In fact, we dedicated an entire episode of the parent skills podcast, another entire episode to the same Mm -hmm. topic. That's how important it is. You can go back. I'm not sure when it aired, but it's a, an interview with my friend, um, Tasha. And mm-hmm. she's a licensed family therapist like you. And okay. she, I, I interviewed her about building resiliency in our kids and wow. um, had some good stuff to say. And we're going to tackle that again today. We're each going to just share a couple of our thoughts on how do we build resiliency 
there's more to it than this, but sort of the way we're defining it is how do you help them bounce back after a setback? And setbacks can be all kinds of, they can take all kinds of forms, totally. right? It can be a personal mistake, a mess up. It can be a setback that are happening with a friend. It can be something that's going wrong at school. It, you know, setbacks take all kinds of form, but they all require resiliency, mm-hmm. our ability to bounce back and to grow after we have a setback. And how do we build that character trait into our children? Yeah. Um, so who's going first today? I'll go first. Okay. We could alternate. Okay. I'll do one, you do one. We'll alternate. We'll go back. That's good. Okay. Well, I think when you we first said this, you know, it's so easy for me to see setback as a negative. You know, like, oh, it's like 10 steps back and that's not good and we're failing. But I think it's remembering to see it as a positive, as Mm -hmm. weird as that is. It's an opportunity. It's a chance for movement. It's knowing that, yes, maybe it is a failure, but that means they tried. That means that they made an effort. Now, maybe, you know, when I think about a setback, if it was like something major with academia, it's easy to be like, well, no, they didn't try. If they didn't pass, well, yeah, but it's okay. It's still a setback. If we stay stuck in it, and that's where we're going to be is stuck and we're not right. going to be able to move forward from it. Whereas if we see it as an opportunity for growth, a way for God to, to use us for good, then that's where we can ultimately help propel our child to build that resiliency as opposed to being stuck in the muck and mire of it. Right. I like that. So if I'm, well, I was quick, you're so quick and succinct. <laughs> I'm so rambly all the time. So Liza, basically what you're saying is one of the ways to help them bounce back from a setback is to view it as positive. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's an opportunity. Right? I mean, failure is not always positive, but there is always a positive opportunity that can come out of it and to help them not stay stuck in the cause or the reason or the failure, but to to view it as a, as a opportunity. Well, you've been using that language for a long time. Children's ministry, whenever you guys would talk about, you have a problem, you'd always say, we have an opportunity Mm -hmm. because that is it, right? It's an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity to move forward. Yeah. It it Mm -hmm. frames it differently. I like that. I like that. Um, Well, one of my thoughts is to be wise with your words. So I, I think, you know, if we're not getting and again, it, it, it's tough depending on what the situation is, but shaming words mm. or disappointment words or just flippant words, like I'll just get over it. It's no big deal. Yeah. It's no big deal. Just get over it. Like yeah. we think that's helping them bounce back. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, just get over it. It's no big deal. Just move yeah. on. Makes them feel way but, worse. But it makes them feel like, well, if it's, if it's such a small thing, why do I feel so strongly about it? Like what's mm-hmm. wrong with me that I feel really bad for failing the math test? And my dad's like, who cares? Get over it. Let's go get ice cream. Right. Well-intentioned, yeah. but the, the, it's, so just be, be wise with your words. I just, you know, express grace and empathy more than disappointment. I think your first response is really important. Mm. How you re, your, your, your first response is really important. So parents, uh, um, something you'll hear us say every now and then is like, freak out on the inside, but stay calm on the outside, <laughs> right? Like, like it, I understand certain setbacks are going to cause you to have all kinds of turmoil in, mm-hmm. in you know, on the inside. Yeah. Try to be wise with how you express that initially because they're reading your face. They're reading. And then I would say, and if you get it wrong, mm-hmm. if your first response, you realize an hour later, a day later was the wrong first response, go back and correct it. Yep. It's, I mean, holy smokes, you want to teach, you want to teach your children an awesome lesson when you can go to them and say, Hey, you know what? I need to apologize for the way I blew it Mm -hmm. yesterday. And I, I, I I didn't mean to say, I should not have said what I said. And that's not, that's not my heart. That doesn't reflect how I feel about you. It doesn't even reflect how I feel about 
the fact that you failed your math test. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't reflect how I feel about you not making the football team at all. That was yeah. just my, my, my raw emotions. I'm so sorry. Um, cause what you're doing is you're modeling because resiliency to your point earlier is an opportunity for growth, right? Mm-hmm. That, I mean, resiliency is growing. Yeah. The ability to grow through, through trials, through viewing them as opportunities, how we respond, the words we use, our willingness to admit when we get it wrong is just teaching them. It's giving them examples and tools that they need yeah. to be resilient to themselves. Life stuff. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. One, I almost wonder if the more we're actually watching our words and reactions, then that's less of a focus on the actual wrong committed or the setback, you know? And so that will help our own reaction and not be quite as magnanimous or out of control right. because we're less focused on the, I can't believe you did this. Right. Boy, I'm, how did I say that? How am I reacting? I need to really stay internally focused on what am I giving out to him right. or her? So. Yeah. Well, and, and we're digressing a little bit. We're getting off our, but I love it. Um, the, the inability to express and to talk about our failures really mm-hmm. does handicap our resiliency, right? Yes. Because if I can't talk about it and I don't have somebody with a listening ear who's going to be empathetic, yeah. well, then I, then I am stuck in figuring it out on my own yep. or not figuring it out and just living in the shame or living in the habit or whatever the case may be. And I'm not getting any better because I've got nobody safe mm-hmm. to talk about it. So for parents... Man, you know, there, there is probably very few skills mm-hmm. or very few atmospheres that you can create in your family that's more important than just like this open communication channel. Yes. I love it. Did you read my notes? Because that no, was totally no. what I was going to say. Is that say. your next one? Oh, go yes. for it. Okay. Keep no, it I going. love it. Keep you it teed going. it up perfectly. But I think that is the thing when there is a setback is to give your child the space and the time to process it too. Because mm. I think especially if you're a fixer, like I can be, you know, especially coming from a, a realm of therapy, it's easy to be like, oh, I, I kind of, for lack of better words, know the answer. Now, do I actually know the answer? No, probably not. I, I think I know what would be best for them. But if I do that, I'm taking away the opportunity for them to bounce back. Mm. I'm taking it under my control and saying, well, here's what you need to do. I'm being a fixer, a solution finder. And I'm taking that privilege and opportunity away from my child. And it makes me think of like some, you know, a plague that we're facing too is our kids are facing learned helplessness. I don't know what to do. Tell me, mom, I don't know how to get dressed. I don't know how to make food because our kids are learning to be helpless because we're taking Mm. so much away from them to do it for them. Wow. And this is one of those examples. You know, I get it. It's easy, especially when I, you know, I can't even imagine having, you know, a major setback where my child is maybe crumbled in a ball crying. Of course, as a parent, we want to fix it. We want to make them feel better. But, but sometimes we kind of just have to sit there with them and process it and say, where are you at? And when you're ready, let's talk about this. What do you want to do Mm. next? And not saying, well, here's what I think you should do or, like you said, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. We want to validate their feelings. We want to give them that space to process it and be able to bounce back yep. with our support. Did you read my notes? No, because I love well, it. mine very very <laughs> similar. My, my my second thought goes right. I mean, you said don't fix it for them. I said um, I wrote down don't cover for them. Mm-hmm. Right, which is fixing it. Um, it's it's the temptation that parents have to protect their kids from any sort of pain or consequence Mm -hmm. other than what they decide is appropriate. Um, So when the student gets a a, a C minus on their short story that they had to turn in an English class and they can't figure out why they got a C minus, they don't think it's fair. They think they should have gotten an A. The parent 
calls the teacher and says, mm-hmm. hey, can you explain to me why my son got a C minus? As opposed to the parent saying, you know what? I, I think you have a, a point. You need, you need to go and talk to your teacher about that. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you need to, to, to go and ask your teacher and, and let her know why you don't understand the grade. And, and, and maybe, maybe she'll see your side of the argument. Mm-hmm. Maybe she won't, but you're, you're training your children how to, or when the son, you know, your, your son or your daughter doesn't get the right amount of playing time on the soccer field. Mm-hmm. And the parent goes right up and says, Hey, how come my kid's not playing enough? Yep. As opposed to saying, Hey, you know what? I understand why you're disappointed that you're not playing that much. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of agree that you've earned the right. Why, why don't you go ask the coach? Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you go talk to the coach and pull them aside? You're teaching your kids these life survival skills. Totally. And, and it's painful. And, right. And it's hard. It takes a lot of courage for a 12 a year old to go talk to his soccer coach about mm-hmm. playing time. But you want to build in them comp- because resiliency and bouncing back takes a level of self-confidence. Yeah. A, le- a level of self-belief, a level of um, just understanding that, man, I've got something to contribute to the world and I'm not, I'm not limited, but those skills are not created or developed when mom and dad are fixing Cover. everything, mm-hmm. covering for them. Well, here's why my son couldn't do his homework. It's because I told him he had to go to visit grandma's house. Mm-hmm. He well, can what? say the same thing. He can say the same <laughs> thing. He can yeah. say the same thing. Well, and what better way to boost their confidence when you are confident in them to handle it correctly? Right. You know, because right. otherwise I think, yeah, we shortchange them that opportunity. We don't see them as capable when we take it into our own hands. Yeah. You know, I mean, one of our kids just a, a week or so ago um, lied during a sleepover. And it'd be so easy just because it's one of our dearest friends for me to text him. Like, I'm so sorry that they snuck the switch into the bedroom. But it was like, hey you need to own this. Is this what happened? Okay. Then you can call miss, you know, so-and-so and and talk to her. And he did, you know, was it something that our 10 year old wanted to do? Not really, but he did it. And it was like, great. And now it's done. We move forward. Yeah. And he learned, he's learned some lessons, right? Like, Mm -hmm. because the other thing is when, when parents cover or fix everything, you're not only not teaching them the skills of, of, um, like sticking up for themselves or owning their own responsibility, but, but you really, really are just like, you're, you're, it's short-term gain for mm. long-term consequences. You are protecting them from the, the pain yeah. and the uncomfort of the moment, mm-hmm. which that's where, the, forever. that's where the growth comes from, yeah. right? That, that mm-hmm. uncomfortableness of, I need to own my mistake. I need to talk to, I need to, I need to state my own case to the coach. Oh, that's awkward. Mm-hmm. Right. And in, in the moment, yeah. it feels really good. Sometimes it's just easier. It's quicker for a parent to deal with that. Mm-hmm. But man, if you can have a, the long view of what skills am I teaching my, my child by, by asking them. Now, there are times when parents have to be and by the way, the time is always for yeah. parents to be their kids' biggest advocates. Of course. Right. Of course. So we're not saying don't advocate for advocate for your children. Mm-hmm. What we're suggesting is take a step back and decide, is this a moment that would be better for my child to advocate for him or herself yes. than for me to yeah. step in? Well, Kurt, that's really when you're empowering them to advocate for themselves, you are being their advocate though. It's mm-hmm. like you are. Yep. Yeah. You're pushing that. You're giving them your, your um, authority that you have. I'm giving you the authority I have for you to go do it yourself. And so you're imparting onto them that. 
producer Jeremy, husband <laughs> yes. Jeremy, Jeremy. Wisdom. He always there. he just chimes in with like these golden, like boom, mic drop <laughs> moments of wisdom that kind of put the rest We're of the done. people listening to the podcast are going. Hey, can you have a little bit less of Kurt and Lyle? <laughs> hey, when's Jeremy starting the Jeremy Skills podcast? <laughs> Words of wisdom from Jeremy. But you're right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, teach your, your, your biggest advocacy is helping them speak up for themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because uh, if you think about your goal for parenthood is that you're sending out to have trained adults. Right. Then you need to be, that, that training doesn't start at 18. That training starts. Right. Well, it's why little we by exist as saddle by parents to raise interdependent lifelong followers of Jesus yeah. who want to make a kingdom impact. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and you're right. And that does, Jeremy, there's another way. It doesn't start when you're 18. Mm-hmm. Intentional parenting doesn't start when they're 18. Mm-hmm. It's Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy. Well, that's it. Everybody. Let, let's, let's, let, what are the four tips? The four tips for helping your child bounce back after a setback in no particular order. Watch your words wisely. Mm-hmm. We're going to combine. So we're really just going to have three because we're combining. Don't fix it. Yeah. Don't cover for them and see the positive and see it's an opportunity for growth. See it. It's a positive. Help them see it as an mm-hmm. opportunity for growth. Well, there you have it. If you haven't checked out our saddlebackparents.com website, we've got all kinds of great stuff. You can go into yeah. previous episodes of the Parent Skills Podcast. Find the one with my good friend, Tasha, and we will see you next time around. See you.